Hi guys, this is Dio Cassettes, and I'd like to welcome you as guest host. Uh, we'd like to welcome Igor Bezget, a brilliant guitar player from uh, Slovenia. And uh, this is the first time I'm hosting uh, an episode by Dio Cassettes, and this is a phenomenal platform where they promote the upcoming musicians from Delhi University. And also, I think in another few months or years, hopefully some other musicians from all over the country. and we are at this state of the art facility called uh, soul track studio uh, in the heart of delhi and uh, welcome igor yeah thank you thanks for inviting me absolutely It's let's just put nice our to be here instruments away yeah <laughs> and uh, yeah i mean uh, how long have you been in india for igor uh now actually for this my second day second day <laughs> <laughs> i mean for this visit but oh, wow. yeah i i used to come to india last 15 years so for my first time in india was exactly actually 15 years ago in january mm-hmm. or beginning february uh, 2005 so then the time we did uh, actually uh, we organized this recording project of the uh, record called uh, Saga Ragas we name it uh, afterwards Saga Ragas yeah Sagar Ragas Sagar. it's like a, a opposite if you read one side is Sagar if you read the other side yeah. is Ragas so like, like mirror image yeah, yeah it's a mirror image and it has like uh, different meanings also so it was like nice for us <clears throat> how long back was this this was 15 years ago 2005 january and uh, <clears throat> that time i met uh my good friend Sharat Chandra Shivastava with whom I still work a lot and like he's who he's works my brother for all those years in music and like Mrigia. we went yeah he's a Mrigia founder actually one of the founders of Mrigia mm. and uh, like we influenced one and another also a lot you know we sure. first time we Uh, so uh, each other playing or like when we met it immediately was clear I'm interesting on what you do and opposite he was interesting in what i do and then the time we met also like uh uh, uh gyan singh who is also yeah. a mrigya member who well, who also recorded with us and prashant trivedi the tabla player who was uh, uh with uh, this euphoria band mm. uh, but like they was good friends and so we recorded together the time and kanchman babar was on the mm. flutes and he later on released some of my music here okay. in india so that's how i started really beautiful and like through this i uh, start to somehow uh, dig into indian music when i came home from this uh, my first visit this was like 2 3 weeks 
here very intense yeah. like making music concerts and like li- going to concerts listening to a lot was my first time that i was exposed to indian classical music in sure. that on that scale you know so and i was very impressed and uh, after that when i came back home to slovenia i kind of felt that I have to start to dig into that. You know, I was missing all that, you know, all this uh, all this time when I was here this was so normal. So this music was all around me and hmm. when I when you come to this part of the world where I live this music is not existing. You know, people maybe know Ravi Shankar or even you know it's because they uh, were popular back it, in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like through Woodstock and through all yeah, this yeah. hippie movement, Beatles and all that like he 60s. he made he brought a lot. I mean actually first Indian music uh, I heard was through Ravi Shankar and then later on through Shakti. Yeah. And uh, but uh, yeah, you know like it's empty place for like this sound of music. So i saw if i wanna have this sound i have to make it i have to dig into that so then that then i started to pick up sarod through my friend damir who learned before by biswajit roy choudhury and okay. i got myself a teacher biswajit roy choudhury who is my sarod guru and i started to learn and i'm still trying to learn maybe mm-hmm. nowadays you know it's i have a lot of things to so do so what was your childhood like i mean were you always influenced by like like growing up in slovenia was it more jazz influenced or was was it more bass well, like a, my childhood was not at all music influenced because i was started to play music when i was 16 like That's so late. i was yeah Did i was there already 16? yeah i was ready uh, like uh, as a 16 you are I mean, no, no, but you're a functional man already, you know. So like, it's you're not a kid anymore, like as a small child. So yeah. I, I didn't learn music. I had, I kind of was a talented guy when I, but uh, I don't know. When you say talented, what do you mean? I mean, uh, yeah, when when I was when, when I was a kid, no, no, my uh, musically talented. Musically talented. I mean, okay. you know, uh, uh, when I was a kid, my. Well, my grandmother used to let me sing in front of like some relatives and some like look this little boy how how nice he's singing but <laughs> but later on I somehow I was more interested in science and like uh, research and like I never thought if somebody will tell me when I was 14 even you're going to be in mus- musician in uh, your life I was <laughs> what's wrong with you man yeah. so like So I did both my sisters I have two sisters they went to music school to learn one was also like a younger sister sure. still older than me but because mm. I was the youngest uh, she is uh, she was singing in the opera actually in the choir wow. so that was her so there was already western She's retired music now yeah yeah, yeah western I classical mean, obviously western you know because we're like this is the what you learn there what you get there actually is. was there also a balkan yeah. influence i mean balkan uh, like yeah i mean it was slovenia was a part of yugoslavia yeah. i lived a lot of my life as a as a kid especially in country called yugoslavia at that yeah. time and like yugoslavia is like a nice mixture of cultures different uh, cultures, uh, different cultures. So, 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 yeah, but that time that time when i started i did i didn't know much about it it was like was around this was more like 
like times of rock music and it was like mm. 80s you know like we was like crazy rocking and like we want to rock this what we sure. wanted to do but i tend to uh, also listen to to this what they nowadays call progressive music but okay. that time that didn't have name it was like king crimson and okay. like bands I, i love that music And through that I came at some point, I mean, then, then it happened very quickly. I started with 16 uh, and immediately after a few months I got my first guitar, like sure. first my acoustic. We already had some concerts or we made some music already on our own because that time was like that in our place. You had to have your own music. Your, I mean, if you have a band, that was a kind of a must. You band plays his own repertoire you know like so, otherwise you play on uh, on parties or something like you know but oh. to be, play concerts it's necessary to have your own music so for us it was natural to write music from the start you know hmm. so it quickly started we got after one year i played we got like this all yugoslavian that was still in yugoslavia reward for uh, this is 70s this is 80s, 80s 80s yeah this is uh, second half i started like 84 right guess or 85 i started with guitar so this was like 85 six yeah something like this so we went with our first rock band because i i tend to listen to like this nowadays say progressive but that time i tell you king crimson was yeah. uh, uh but this was too far for me i i just loved this somehow but i didn't understand nothing about this mm. but i understood deep purple and like like this mm. band so i was a big fan of richie blackmore that oh, time yeah. you know so i tend to play that his stuff but you don't his. play distortion and all of these other things i do you i do i'm a rocker but in the bass so it's i do I, oh, wow. yeah i do a lot people hate me because of that you know so it's <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, <laughs> i don't know like i mean maybe back don't maybe back don't. Home or? maybe they just don't love me you know like let's say like that <laughs> yeah. more india or back home everywhere i play distortion on every continent oh. by now so yeah <laughs> so it's uh, uh yeah uh, it's uh this avista is a rockers and then we got this uh, award on guitariada was called this was like a competition of bands or something and we got this reward of uh, uh, like uh, for the best uh, like for audience award we got you know like okay. this and the, uh, the the reward was like book of like some kind of simple things but for, like for us it meant a lot that time you know well. afterwards like in this time I first time actually heard music of Miles Davis actually mm. on the radio by a friend of mine he was like because they, we didn't have records or something mm. like or like this was like uh, this iron curtain times kind of a thing you know so you, like before the things came from western side mm. to uh, communist kind of side Country, of country yeah, yeah. yeah Eastern it, Europe it, yeah, yeah it it uh, take took some time so like maybe one two three years but like there was like guys who was hip who actually mm. uh bought records in other countries and brought, brought it in back. and 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 they put them on program and once in the night program was the fresh release of uh, miles davis record you are under arrest in okay. this and uh, connected with which was like released like probably half or one year before something when i heard it or like 
and uh, this decoy and uh, you're under arrest in that there there's where i heard john scofield play on mm. this record funky and, record yeah, fu- yeah it's like uh, this 80s miles kind of a thing yeah. which i love still maybe people have uh, different opinions about that but for me this is still uh, one of the pillars of my feeling mm. of sound because it mm. this brought me to that music somehow and sure. i dig deeper than i discovered like all the jazz records and everything but this is still like this yeah. is a spark this will forever stay there's general spark. dislike for i think the funky yeah. funky bit of his life people are not people are more they want him to be yeah i mean you know this is like a lot of times in art people want artists to be what they want but artists are what they are actually Absolutely. and like the good artists like miles davis for sure was hmm. he was able to make himself what he is not what yeah. pe- what people want exactly. from him and this, this is back, important in the art turn his back and play. yeah yeah but this is this is like also very much questionable like they they see, say this and that but You know, the Herbie Hancock said it in one interview, like mm. really nicely, who said like, uh, you when people talk about Miles and like this turning back things, like he said he never saw like somebody turning uh, back to the audience. Sure. He just saw a band leader turning to the band. Exactly. You know, so like he said, so now are you judging a western like a symphony orchestra for director to turn back to the audience and Absolutely. like looks to the that, this nobody is speaking you know that like is the tradition about about miles davis is uh, like there was a debate why he is doing that or mm. not i mean th- this is all i don't i won't don't want to say a word but, but it's like it's like doing something with the bull and something what comes out of our system you know True. it's not <laughs> uh, it it's crap basically you know it's, uh, uh, Miles Davis for me is a big musical spirit which is still uh, like a light on the end of the tunnel for me mm-hmm. and for me is a musical pers- personality which I still was lucky to catch up in my life that he was still alive and records was and nowadays is very much missing for me I don't know maybe people might disagree or I totally uh, am or people can mm. believe what whatever they want but like in my uh, opinion uh, after miles there was nobody in jazz anymore like till nowadays like with this such a power and charisma like mm-hmm. he had like there there are a lot a lot 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 like probably like here in Delhi University or everywhere on the world so many great players and great musicians and great music but this power and charisma that miles had, he was like really like a wherever he went you know like was just record of miles was coming out and what is this guy gonna do now and mm. what is what new he's bringing you know yeah. he was like uh, always stepping forward for everybody in music you know he, he brought he brought the jazz music on stadiums and like on to the really wide audience you know this is also Like, influenced uh, the generation modern of, jazz let's yeah. say because like all jazz was actually popular music like this was like a pop music of the times later on 50s. with the bebop jazz turned in another direction you know it turned Parker. into yeah yeah it uh, it with parker yeah, or like everybody this and like oh, miles actually also like he started at that Understudy point, of, yeah. yeah in uh 
you know they they, they brought music to another kind of uh, way you know back from from like being really the popular mainstream what jazz on the beginning was you know yeah. they made like a art for yeah. art form yeah yeah or even such marmstrong you know mm-hmm. like from the start you know from 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 billy bolden and mm-hmm. like king oliver or these guys like in new orleans the jazz was a uh, uh entertaining art form in the sure. start you know but with with bebop it became it, it became yeah. like a different it became like a serious art form let's say i mean serious what is serious you know like every music must be serious it's like this is not a good people, word but like people, yeah. were not, people were not dancing to it anymore yeah let's say let's say it like this like, it was not people for not just fun swing, just for fun just but yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was, so from this point you know when this uh, on this point music like development of jazz turned not in the mainstream way but Miles was the guy who actually brought all this back to the stadium so like sure. he played on the huge audiences like in 80s ne yeah. like uh, in Japan and yeah, all yeah, everywhere like everywhere yeah, yeah and it trickled down to Herbie Hancock and all of these other yeah i mean there's still for me for me those people who played actually with Miles are still the main pillars of modern jazz music or the these guys with the most charisma or most this uh, uh i mean able to bring this power of music to even uh, though uh, not to be understood wrong you know there's in the in young musicians so much development of music going on nowadays because nowadays everything is accessible so you can go on internet on anything you know any channel youtube whatever you you can learn anything if you want you know so like people with in very young age have a knowledge vast knowledge from different sides but harmony before, melody yeah harmony melody even music from different parts of the world whatever you want you're interested you can get it you know this sure. and so like these prodigies nowadays are really wow amazing but a lot of times it ends there for me you know i'm like wow amazing but you know in music of miles or these people was something different when you first heard maybe a lot of times i first heard miles records i didn't even like you know mm-hmm. like i had to listen to three, four, five, six times that i started to to like and when i found the beauty need the beauty was so that i couldn't stop listening you like know? bitches like, brew it takes time for, yeah, it's yeah. a 20 minute first song yeah, yeah it's it's it actually is music yeah. which is, but nowadays is like a consumer type so everything must knock on your to 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 like you know uh, come on buy me i want like you know this this music is but and every real music you know if you like from india music also it's the same thing you know before like through all up and everything then it comes to the point you know it takes some time you know and it say takes a listener to dive into the music sure, you know which sure. is a totally another experience if the music is like just pushing you you know so like how na- come from yeah. miles davis how come you decided to come to india and what was that move about uh it was like you know it is like was shakti uh, shakti a big influence on you l- for sure you know like uh, what i said like when i listen to this 
first Miles Davis record. That time I didn't know even this is Miles Davis. I just, you know, like afterwards, the friend of mine got this record and I said, oh, I heard this on the radio that time. What is this? What is this? And I was like, it's Miles Davis. Oh, Miles Davis. I have to remember this name. <laughs> like, you know, it was like that. But what I didn't know that because we had this on the cassettes yeah. that time, it was didn't have physical record. So I didn't know who is playing on the record. Somehow I get to know that the guitar player was John Scofield and I was like a big fan, still am of this sound, you know, it yeah. turned me into that music. Funk and uh, what I didn't know at that time that also John McLaughlin was playing on the, this record. Oh, wow. Yeah, like uh, on the You Are Under Arrest, Nathan McLaughlin is playing three, four pieces also. So it's like, so I thought that time I thought this all is John Scofield, but then later I become to know so that I was... The crazy the, 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 I mean, the, they're both totally crazy uh, both big giants of mm. modern guitar playing i mean you know mm. uh, and uh, they're slightly different in, in fact oh they are very much different yeah, yeah. but they are all culture. both fusion guitar yeah. kings you know like or or gods however mm. you name it you know and or there are some more of them alan Holst, for mm. sure is yeah. one of those british yeah also, Mike Stern was on these Miles the records okay. also like that time. Phenomenal. You know, yeah, it was like also like. Uh, but you know, for that in the beginning, this all was uh, John Scofield to me. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I, I didn't, I didn't know that. Nah. No, but yeah, with 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 with. Uh, with this music, through that, I become interested in jazz, but it was a long way from me, from self-taught, like, don't know nothing about theory, don't even know what is major scale or something, sure. you know? Like, because I never learned this, like, only what we have in the school, like, but then, mm. then at the end I saw, I, they learned me, like, what is a clef and how is and what is a half note or, <laughs> like, a yeah. quarter note and all that stuff. So, uh, the basics. Basics. I learned in the primary school, actually, not in music school, you know, oh. so, like, uh, uh, and but you know I didn't know nothing about theory. So when I wanted to go to study jazz, this was a long way for me, or like a gap I was not able to see that I can cross. And it was it happened actually on one concert, Pat Metini he played in Ljubljana. This was ninety one. This was like few days before. Yugoslavia split split apart when Slovenia so became cap yeah, yeah, yeah independent. And Pat Metini had this concert. And I, I was attend, attending this concert and Lyle Mays, keyboard player, he Who's starts to play, yeah, yeah, like the song was called, I didn't know this that time, but have you heard? He started to play these chords and this is like, I remember the moment I decided, this is what I want to do in life, you know, because before this was so far and at that moment it became clear to me, I have to, uh, sacrifice my life to music wherever it gets me I have to follow this so then I started like more intensive to learn music theory a mm. uh, little bit of jazz harmony as much as I could and one year after I made my exams on the conservatory in Linz in Austria mm. uh, in the jazz department and I studied there with the uh, 
Peter Omar, he was my teacher uh, from his Australian guitar, brilliant guitar player. Still, I mean, I still have those cassettes. I uh, of his music, on, yeah, of, of his his teaching. Oh, He's showing me like playing stuff. You can do this, that, 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 and <laughs> because we tend to record this on these Walkmans. What was the like back with the, the cassette day. back in the day? This was the. The thing, but then you can home and listen Philips, to the Philips Walkman. Yeah, I think I don't remember, but it was different. One somebody had a Walkman, and then we borrowed from yeah. another, like put cassette and like record yeah. the lesson, and it was amazing. So Peter Omara was my teacher, and also like there was a uh, two other guys who was uh, actually three other guys who made big impact on me, and this was like. Uh, uh, First uh, of them who I met on this school was Doug Hammond. He's a legendary drummer, actually. He was uh, also mentor of Steve Coleman. Uh, okay. Like back in, you know, probably as a saxophone player, you know Steve Coleman. No, uh, no, oh, you should, uh, you should. Is that check. a European sax player? No, no, no. This is full on American. One mm. of the top players of the. I mean. Check it out, sure, show me. Yeah. yeah, Steve Coleman. Steve Coleman. Yeah. yeah. So uh, uh, the Doug Hammond was his mentor, actually. Sure. Kind of like his, he was senior to him, and he took him to into his trio. And like Doug Hammond was teaching drums on the conservatory in Linz. So it was my first thing. I came like I was very much afraid coming there in another country. You know, like oh, you don't know nothing. Like mm -hmm. and you start one one room. You start to practice like a little bit, and the Doug Hammond comes in. They start to yell at me. What is this? Like kind of like five minutes. So I was just going. Oh, <laughs> you know, like and then after five five like oh, it's okay. You're okay. And then like mm -hmm. they starts to talk, and then but. I mean, this was like a first impression only. He was, uh, he's was such a supportive guy, and he mm. still is. Uh, like, uh, he really saw like uh, in people their talent, what they maybe didn't see, but he was able with his knowledge and like uh, visionary, visionary. So he's still a visionary, mm. like a big visionary, still, and he founded the basis for this music what Steve Coleman actually did before. you don't know what it's called like this was later called M bass type of like Greg o yeah Greg Osby was a part of it or like uh, Ravi Coltrane also as cousin of John yeah, Coltrane is a part of, of this this thing and uh, Gary Thomas there was like okay. big four saxophone players like okay. with but the kind of main character in this area was uh, Steve Coleman. So, like, Doug Hammond, and there was... Um, it's like avant-garde, sort of... It's, uh, yeah, it's very funky, it's very rhythmical, and it's very, mm -hmm. like, roots-oriented music, but mm -hmm. on the other, very advanced, rhythmically, very complex music. Mm -hmm. So, like, polyrhythmical and linear rhythmical, m one of the most complex music styles I'm ever not, existed. I'm not unfortunately yeah, too yeah. fond of polyrhythmic stuff. I am. Yeah, I, I am. Yeah. So, uh, sorry, I am. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I am very much into poly. That's also one of the that answers also your question. Like yeah. rhythmic part of Indian music is wow. You know, like you fell in love yeah. with Indian rhythms and yeah, yeah. So, like in uh, in in the conservatory, there was like another guys uh, like uh, Alhart Roidinger, who was like our improvisation teacher, who opened up the 
all the vision of music. So he's a visionary also. Sure. Like, and there was Harry Sokol, saxophone player, who was teaching uh, uh, improvisation also, but like in the basic, like play triads, play this, play this. So from all these people, I got a lot of, for me, I'm really grateful to them for all sure. the knowledge they gave me or gave all of us, you know. I'm still using it, still trying to learn it, you know. Mm. And uh, in this time, you know, this uh, the head of the school was this Alhard Reudinger, bass, very good bass player, actually, you know, from Austria. And he was very much open. He's architect by the profession also. So he was teaching, in, he was founding this music conservatory in Linz and teaching in music academy in Graz, Austria. Mm. And on the same time, he was professor for architecture. On So like, it's really... Uh, mind-blowing guy you know mm. like uh, uh, and like he he was also big fan of like what we now i don't also like this word but what we nowadays called call world music you know oh, which yeah. is like what is world music every music on this planet is world music probably but i mean okay it's a term we use for music which is just which is not jazz and it's not classical and it's not uh, you know something what come mix some fusions between yeah but i mean however he was like he tend to to bring this one this uh, music anthropologist every year for a workshop for a week his name was steven cornelius and he like he once came with indian music actually with zakir hussein's transcriptions of uh, his tabla solos and mm -hmm. i didn't understand it it's nothing that time but what i saw is i'm something i'm really interested in né? and if we ask me about indian music and this relation to shakti yes i heard like shakti before but this was even before i decided to study music this was before this petnatini concert i told you mm -hmm. you know and i saw but we were sitting by the with my friend and he gave me this record of shakti like this uh, one of the first records hmm. like it's I don't know it's a theme they play and I was like just what is this and I heard John McLaughlin play this and I was this was like I tried to play guitar and I heard this what you know and i was amazed but then afterwards you know life went other directions so mm -hmm. but then later on i came through through this you know through these workshops in linz when we started to like he started this guy started to introduce us to indian mm -hmm. music and on the other hand some of my friends uh uh, got somehow in love with the India and Indian music and they went to on a trip to India and they bought instruments so uh, one uh, friend Damir this who introduced me Damir Vishic he bought Sarot and borrowed Jordaner he bought Tabla and so this was and I was a curious guy just studying starting to study music and mm. like what is it the guys you in India what is that happening so I used to go to them and they start to show me the little things that they know and we started to make music together and this was like my first contact which I kept till this was like a beginning of 90s mm. you know and, but it still took me 15 years almost to to, to till 2005 that I first time came to India to really um, so in the meantime we somehow kept this contact in that way like 
those two guys was going to India getting some knowledge something mm. and we made some music together and this and that and but otherwise I was more occupied with my jazz and jazz fusion type of projects which mm. I still do which I one I'm doing tomorrow here in this studio I'm very grateful that I, that yeah. I can um, uh, in the yeah well, after you know I started to after my studies in Linz you know uh, I went first time to New York to experience that first to visit my friend uh, Igor Lompert a saxophone player uh, who we also recorded uh, and played a lot together in mm-hmm. that times you know and he went to study there and like he said come on man there's like it's place for you come you know so I, I, I came to New York for uh, I mean I never was I've got I wanted to actually to move to New York but it happened it turned my life turned different so I, I got uh, my girlfriend at that time got pregnant I got a kid so I story changed so I didn't <laughs> go to New York I stayed in Slovenia but you know after that you know uh, my friends uh, start to go to live in New York and you know I visit this guy Igor you know friend of my saxophone player and immediately I just went there as a tourist but I came home with the record recorded record like for, you know because we was there on the school jamming here and there met mm-hmm. some people and so okay so let's go to the studio I was like you know to go to studio in New York was like wow what how you know like this is impossible mm. and it was no no this is I know the studio is very cheap this there we go like this was like really uh, you know I did my first uh, record there and then then it became like a okay so I know if I want to do a record uh, there are like really great musicians all over the place like in in New York it's a crazy city yeah. you know it's like for jazz is a is the city come mm. I mean it's uh, nothing compares to that you know mm. like uh, and uh, it, you know for me it become kind of normal thing to do to to go to record a project in New York so I know the guy from this, this Peter Carr where I recorded most of those things mm. and I recorded some other places also that time with Reggie Workman, the legendary bass player, okay. who introduced me to a lot of things through his, I mean, his. So this was wow. in nineties, yeah. mid. This was this was like beginning two thousands, like end of nineties, beginning to. First time I went to New York was two thousand exactly, so mm-hmm. zero zero, and uh, uh, like through through that, you know, we came back to, to those guys you know like uh, who went to India like Damir and uh, and he he was bringing uh, when I, I came from New York with my look this is my I recorded uh, I will release this now and he, he brought something like he recorded in Delhi yeah. like uh, with with this with Gyan and those that people that I didn't know by that time he was like look I recorded this in Delhi so then I said to him man why don't we go like once let's go together let's make let's set up the project and like make music and go to to Delhi and so that's how we came to that point so that we uh, through through those guys you know we met Sharad Gyan Prashant and all those people you know actually they knew Gyan Prashant from the 
Gandhar school of music mm. here, I think. They've or, also been traveling quite a lot. Huh? They've been traveling for years now. Yeah, yeah. Probably that's yeah. where they met. Yeah, yeah. But that, that time, I think Gyan and Prashant was playing accompaniment on Gandhar school also from time to time. Okay. And they, they become good friends with Damir and... Uh, like through that they connected and actually Damir asked them because we so yeah obviously we want to have a tabla player for whatever we do because this is so significant sound sure. you know and we said also we want to have a, like a nice melody player who would be and then Gyan suggested Sharat you know mm-hmm. so like because there was friend, there was like Mrigia to get uh, mm-hmm. I mean playing also like Sharat has like all these heritages from his grandfather Roy Srivastava who I'm also very grateful to because I'm through him I also got a lot of uh, ideas from from that so that's 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 how we came then to to this thing ne? that's when the first album yeah. happened yeah this was this saga ragas yeah and then afterwards this year we organized some concerts in Slovenia so some festivals and stuff so Gian and Sharad came to Slovenia so we we uh, kind of represented this record uh, we did uh, this Sagar Ragas mm. with this we called the band Sagar actually they called Damir and uh, these guys this was their start that time ne? Sure. and uh, they came to the to Slovenia first time so we play there and then at the end of the year I tend to do the this was 2005 December I tend to do the uh, another record where I included also this which was a big band record uh, my first big band record that time you know and uh, I called it big band yeah, yeah I called it in pa- India no, no. Uh, in India, it was released later on, but uh, like I called this big band, I still call this project. I call Pangea, Pangea, Pangea. Yeah, it 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 is why because uh, uh, somehow I feel like all the continents connected together, together like musically. You know, sure. that was the main idea through through the big band or not even necessarily big band through the orchestral type of environment let's mm. say you know so like uh, mainly that I wrote that I write some music uh, mm. uh, and on this music uh, you know somehow I see how I can connect other some other different styles or however say of music to to this music and like obviously one of most obvious that time was Indian music, which I just started to learn at sure. that period. So you learned uh, Sarod? Were you from, learning Sarod? From Biswajit Rochider. That That's where I started to learn Sarod that time. You In know? 2005? Yeah, that was like my first meeting was like uh, we met and it was like he, uh, my fir- that first time I was here, I took the first lesson and I was like we met and I was uh, like Guruji, I really would love to learn for and he was yes 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 you come like you come here always you come like no problem mm. and this is, I was like uh, yes I, I, but I'm leaving on Sunday so I can come uh, only I mean just but I will be back in the year or something mm. but now I just want to come to some introduction or something mm. yeah and he was like Yes, yes, you can come. Every day you can come, no problem. You come five times, no problem. You have 
two times, no problem. You come one time, no problem. You don't come, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I started. Yeah. yeah, so like uh, then afterwards when I came back in 2006, I, he gave me like tons of material. So I started to le- really learn. But like before I was together with Charat also, he came to us. He was very helpful and Gian for Tala, like how to understand rhythm and sure. stuff. So that we did, did this project, which is called Pangea, and which is like called in India, is called Fusion Mantra. Ne? This is like uh, a record. This uh, is 2008. 2005. 2005. Yeah, and December 2005. And uh, like in this record, the, all those tendencies of world music are kind of there. You know, my interest to Indian music, my interest to African music, sure. which is there also. Like uh, that time I played with the group of uh, drummers who were like in Slovenia that was tending to do African music. And there was like obvious choice was the Balkan music because like we are actually very close to to that culture somehow because, because of the history and the, and the geographically is very close and you know it's a it's a kind of part of our culture so like this with balkan or balkan gypsy music and obviously jazz just fusion rock type of things sure. sorry so all the all that uh, made made something like what i did in this Pangea project and I did another one then in 2012 we did with also a lot of things so this was another and actually this year was supposed to happen third edition but uh, it didn't work out with fundings because uh, the these projects are pretty expensive I mean yeah I mean you know if you and like I'm really thankful to everybody who actually contributed on any of those recordings of mine you know because it's uh uh it never can be paid like it should be or like you know because a lot of times this is very enthusiastic job we do and i'm very grateful that that we can do it you know but with the big orchestra is uh much heavier because like uh, what i wanted to do now is orchestra with the uh brass sex like let's say six piece uh three saxophones uh, trombone uh, and two trumpets or something like this sure. La, and then uh, then uh, with the string section and with the vocal section like western type of choir yeah. you know like so but to use a, a, let's say a sound this is so that will suit my music but it tend to become like this project to be where this is like 40 people at least on stage, mm. you know, and like to bring all those and like guests from all par- parts of the world, like what I did in in guests from India, for sure, you know, like uh, Sharat and Gyan, for sure, they are like uh, kind of my This my happens, work. Yeah. do you want to record this in India or do you want to? Uh, yeah, I, I wanted to do this in Slovenia, but uh, it, it won't happen now because uh, or maybe it will but if somebody if i get funding so if somebody is out there to give me fundings i will be very grateful sure. but uh, you know uh, otherwise when the right time will come it will happen anywhere we was also talking like to to make it through like this Sharad festival strings of the world maybe hmm. here but i would love to do it here you you maybe has the idea how, where to get uh, the 
you know, saxophone players or trumpet or horn players, you know. For sure, I have a few friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So board. that if if this uh, this can be a nice start for the idea. Yeah, so uh, the, because India to do this here would be from this other side many options to have many guests from like India is so culturally rich. Like, how often do you come to India? Oh, it's hard to say. I mean, in these fifteen years, I was so many. I couldn't count how many times so, I was here. Yeah, so do you function here for a few months and then go back? How mainly, I was longest period was three months actually. But uh, mainly, I come for a short time and uh, for a big action in a short time. Uh, hmm. So as much as possible. So I was tending to get as much lessons when I start to come or like play nowadays do as much uh, concerts or recordings or whatever when you when I'm here you know mm. like uh, uh, and then you know I I came at least once every year but like I came also like it happened that we I came four times in one year so like we have four tours like four short tours that we played mm. so it's uh it's a kind of uh, yeah do you, part of what I do nowadays so do, yeah. do you feel that uh, do you feel a difference between the way Indian musicians function or or you know back home what what's what's similar what's not? I mean you know I feel the difference how every musician function to another sure. actually we are all different but yeah obviously there are big differences and there there are also big similarities like it's both for me you know it's like uh, on the one hand uh, you know for me when I first time came to India it was like uh, 13 14 year after I started my studies on the sure. conservatory so mm. I was kind of already had some records out you know I was not uh, kind of I felt you know like you were you're settled a little in the music you know sure. you're not a total beginner anymore like you so I mean you still I mean in music everybody is always the beginner because in the music there is always a beginning if you want to continue it's not it's sure. never i mean it's never You're ending story learning, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah but anyway so uh, what i what i meant i was not a totally little baby in music so and when i when i first time came to india you know i felt like a total infant which doesn't know nothing so like mm-hmm. even with uh, whatever I knew from my world with this music I couldn't really play a note to be and that was what was amazing me like you know how you know like so there is a big difference but uh, through studying the differences you know like because Mm -hmm. when I started to try to study Indian music you know I saw one thing you know I have to pick up an Indian instrument for sure because this will bring me close through the instrument already closer to the music so that was Sarod was a kind of logical decision and also because of like friend of mine already played it and so I knew how instrument works and similar technique like guitar and everything like that so I knew I had to pick up Indian instrument and mm. I have I, I also knew sub- subconsciously that I have to start to think in Indian way, I have to start to think in Sari Gama Pa, you know, not in 
CDFG or Doremi or however mm. we tend to think. This is like, it's a maybe simple, small thing that everybody's wow, but it's so important because like from the start, you, you, your thoughts come from the roots of what you do, not from that you translate the thoughts to somewhere else. Because if, uh, if you have Sariga and then you tend to, to translate this into CDE or Doremi, you know, mm. like... I think harmony also yeah, takes yeah, like yeah. a backseat and melody be- be- becomes more important. Yeah, this is like, you know, like if you it. see, this is another thing, you know, even harmony harmony and melodies is everywhere also in in, in the harmony is a part of natural sound you know so it's sure. like and it's like she, probably the oldest harmony comes from africa hmm. i would say you know because like they tend to play like polyphonic stuff for sure was invented in africa because mm-hmm. they they come uh, through balafons and through those which are ancient instruments you know sure. like and the voice this is like three voice immediately coming yeah like naturally you know so but like the science of uh, harmony was done in europe actually like mm. how harmony works for especially for choir and for orchestras and how to orchestrate this is like a big achievement in european uh, music and it's a big part of music which uh, for which melody and rhythm both was kind of sacrificed in western classical music if you see like you know because like if it's melodies alone it's if it's going on its own then melody is free can do like in in indian music melody is melody free, is free melody is absolutely free you have a solo is who who is uh, who decides what's going to happen with the melody on the spot i mean obviously he there knows is a context. So there is yeah. a context there is a story behind you mm-hmm. know like but but how you express in that moment like or you will go this or this way is a decision of artists on the spot now which yes. is like in in western terms of music is not possible because if you'll have the whole orchestra and everybody will decide on their own whatever whether there's gonna it's uh, so like it's uh melodies is a lone goer somehow mm. you know like you can go oh i can go to i oh, know i go right because i love this side more let's say you know sure. but but you know the 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 harmony tends to to give this military uh, like touch to the music so like every note becomes a soldier of harmony you know mm. so like it's harmonies if you have a chord like i'm a c major chord c e g is like Tin 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 C yes E yes G yes we are here standing for the mm. harmony to bring together C major mm. chord so like you know notes become stiff in Western world so like mm. notes become like T T T like like a soldier would be like this you know sure. so like it's it's like it's totally different like because it's like melody is the note of its own has yeah. its own freedom true which in harmony is actually not possible because if note will be free it's like like soldiers walking everybody in his own way so will step on each one another feet and fell down you know so it's that's that's uh, that's how this, but this is one of the differences what i want to talk is more like similarities and this was like also the idea of this pangia project what I did, or like Fusion Mantra High is called uh, here, this first edition, what we did uh, in India, um, is uh, 
uh, this uh, you, you know we are all different mm. obviously but you know we can connect through common points you know and for me like uh, research is is where the where the common points in in music are sure. you know like in it like in every music is this is incredible because it's language without talking and like you, if you're a musician you come on another part of the world and you hear a musician you will understand i mean you will understand the story what he is telling to you yeah, without with all, the, with all the same yeah and you will play him some notes and he will understand your story and you don't even know the language of each Actually. other so to speak and this this is amazing but i was thinking through what this happens you know and i see it's like in the every music there is a note you know mm-hmm. like on the one side there is a pitch like it's a not, not maybe a note but it's a pitch you know like you go with the, no certain and this is understand this is a physical thing so it's understandable to everybody you know mm-hmm. and there and there is a if there is not a rhythm is at least a pulse so mm-hmm. like there's something like with, 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 when this pitch becomes when you put it in time you know it's put it on some kind of a pulse so like this is like a two common things every music on this planet has in common sure and if you look through that like through that perspective then you see like all the varieties music becomes like whatever can you do with this pitch hmm. and whatever can you do with this pulse the and actually the harmony itself is is a uh, multi melody let's say it is yeah yeah it's a uh, it's harmony is a actually a development of a melody so uh, sure. even at the end you know the harmony actually ate the melody it's because like the melody becoming it's a lot of time in function of harmony so like you know if there is harmony if this c major so this note can be played this cannot be played in melody this can be there this cannot be there because it's yeah, like it should be, it should be harmony harmony makes a rule like this is c major bang this is this note like this is g major that notes you know so like it harmony becomes a ruler that's why the melody was but was like what we talked before was put down a little bit or like this must become more stiff like it's yeah. this i didn't understand when i watched the documentary of ravi shankarji mm. he was saying, like difference between indian and western music he was saying like that time i didn't was not this was before my coming to india and eh? uh, so like yeah for like in india all music are like all notes are like rounded and like uh, in western all the notes are angled mm. but now i'm completely aware why, oh. what he was talking because eh, it's not ding 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 is eh, there's more flow to it yeah like uh, yeah is this that in western if you play this on piano can be ding 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 you know like it's uh, becomes becomes like really pak 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 and uh, this is all the varieties how you express through this speech and through this pulse of music mm-hmm. and these are both basic actually if we go forward even more forward physically there is actually only the rhythm Hmm. you know because also the melody the african rhythm yeah rhythm. but the, yeah the african but physically you know like if you see i will say you have a like a garden you hmm. s- let's say and in the garden uh there like grass and, and like if you 
see close, you see every plant growing sure. up. Yeah, yeah. And when you stay, you go on the upper floor or you look from the helicopter to the same or whatever down, you will see only the green. Like you do, you will not see every plant True. separate, Detailing. you know? The, and like they say, if you have a rhythm, rhythm is slow and then you increase the tempo. At some point, you know, our perception changed. Like here in the vision, it changed. If you see close, you see the details. If you see from blood, you see like a big green thing, you know? Sure. In the, if a rhythm, if, if it comes to the certain speed, like of this pulse, let's say a pulse is the basis for the rhythm, sure. actually, you know, this rhythm is advanced pulse somehow. Right? Uh, if this pulse comes to the certain frequency, it stops to be like it stops to be like and it becomes a note you know so at a certain point the 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 rhythm become but it's still the same rhythm our only our perception is different but basically it is rhythm so for me like at the end of the day then it's only rhythm it's only a question of human perception either if it's enough slow that you can recognize it as a rhythm or is fast enough that you can recognize it as a note so but still these are obviously two worlds wherein our minds function very much differently so they are like two different worlds which make together the whole world of music so and this is what connects i feel Uh, perfect i mean and so what are you looking forward to now now, now that you're here now you, are you making yeah, an album a, yeah like tomorrow we are uh, recording a trio like a, some trio i wrote like it's probably i don't like this music style terms but whatever probably is like a jazz fusion type of a trio mm. like which is in my kind of way I do you know uh, and uh, in this way I also tend to connect some you know I, a lot of times now it became part of my compositional expression like to to take either rhythmic or melodic elements from uh, also Indian music let's mm. say I, what what I did now I took some like this uh, mainly South Indian structures like Corvais and in, included in some compositional mm. parts of the songs I do but not in purpose I want to do this was going to be Corvais but just to you know like for me it's uh, like all these uh, compositions uh, also like rhythmic compositions mm. I'm so amazed and it's like a big inspiration for me to to put notes or chords on them and sure. like get some another sound maybe you don't even if you listen to this you don't even know this is like some very indian influence because it's not at all sounding indian because mm. i tend to play over with totally style where i come from you know and mm-hmm. yeah so, so this is what i'm gonna do but otherwise you know i i just came now i came from bamako uh, mm. west africa where I did a project with uh, musicians nowadays also friends mm. like we tend to do music for some five six years together now sure. from West Africa from Mali Bamako ne? and uh, I just finished there also uh, we did some recording sessions and 
there's lots of new material coming but otherwise i don't tend too much to think what i'm gonna do i just wrote also string quartet for uh you know for uh, uh like I didn't have a plan to do it, you know, sure. but I just did. Actually, I did on so the... So you're almost on the... On, on the on, I did on the, on the airport. Line. Nobody will believe me, but still, this is serious music, what I wrote. Mm. I, I, do, I couldn't believe myself I did it, you know. When I listened or sh- looked after when I came to India, you know, I did actually on, on the airport while waiting for eight hours. I, I make, made it sweet, like a... You write eight, it down? Eight, yeah, I wrote, I wrote it down like an eight piece, like totally composed, no improvisation. Just for string quartet, like classical string quartet, viol, two violin, one first, second violin, viola and cello, you know. And uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know if I'll find a mad uh, enough uh, string players who mm. will try to, because music is pretty complex, what I wrote. So there. it's like As, intuition... Yeah, yeah, but I, I just knew I have to do it. I didn't ask myself. I, I knew I have to, like, eight hours to, like, kill on that airport. But, you know, like, it's... Uh, yeah, take a break. This is... <laughs> what we saw here. So, yeah, I think... Like, uh, just, just, to, just to finish, what I say uh, is... Uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is what I also did. And this also comes from this idea... What what I wanted to say, I don't want to have a plan. What I want mm. want to do, I'm you know because I saw with with the with the plan that and when I okay you have to uh, check out for your projects and you have like some projects let's say the orchestra projects they need a lot of preparation mm. like but you know some where where my ideas go you know if I force my ideas go let ideas go there or. I should be open to ideas, and from the ideas come come then uh, chances for projects, and then you do projects and like true projects wherever they go, you know. But I I would not like to say what I'm gonna be doing next year or next five years. So like maybe I know I'm I'm coming home. I have the festival to play on the end of March with the trio or some things. I know some some things in advance but what what i will creatively do i want to keep open because like sure. only like that it happened if, if i say now i have to compose this and this and that okay if somebody pays me a lot of money and like really wants to do that okay i'll try to do it for you but whatever i do for myself i don't want to plan actually i don't want to have a plan what to do mm-hmm. that's the best plan yeah. that's that's a good note to Think take a break for now, and as a as someone who's uh, grown up in this music scene, I think it's 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 an honor to talk to you because yeah. there's, there's hardly any people with this kind of perspective that I know of who would like to keep things uh, I, open. I don't know about that. I, this is first. Thank you for having me here once again. Thanks to the university and thanks to Soundtrack Studio and Sidan and everybody to invite me and yeah, I think like we, whoever has credit Shivank yeah. Shivank Gupta Shivank, yeah, it's his, I think we it's should his concept as well yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I hope uh, the the kids who are listening to you and the kids who listen to this podcast understand that all of this is being done so that you can kind of document uh, these times because. And I mean, it's it's an honor to have you here, and it's an honor to be around people who have spent their lives yeah, doing yeah, yeah. music or spend their lives dedicated to music. 
This episode of DU Cassettes was hosted by Abhay Sharma. DU Cassettes is produced by Shivang Gupta and Sidan Bhatia. Our recording engineer is Pratya Sharyal. DU Cassettes is recorded at Soul Track Studios. Tune in next Monday.